Hello and welcome back to Marvelous Pod. We are this week covering the first episode of the new series of Moon Knight. Welcome back to Matthew. Hello. And welcome back to Laura. Hello, welcome back, Abby. Well, thank you very much. I am thrilled to be here, Matthew. I hope you're going to be holding that voice for the entire show. Yeah, it will be lovely. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure we will get to that before much more time passes. But how exciting to have a fresh new show back. Um, have you both been avoiding spoilers, coverage, details? Yeah, very much. I said in one of the podcasts we did at the end of last year, at the end of that sort of first year of all the shows coming out, that I was going to pull massively back on following things, allowing Google to add things to my news feed, to, to just be shown stuff, whether I want it or not. Um, so I'm going in this pretty cold, not really trailers, not really info. I've seen that there are reviews, hadn't seen what the review said. How about you, Laura? And because where Matthew goes, I follow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, yes, that, it I is thought. really weird, folks, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. Um, I, I'm not admitting to anything, just in case. <laughs> uh, then, yeah, I thought, well, that actually sounds like a really good idea, because I love not knowing what's coming, and yet was devouring all of the information beforehand, and the amount of stuff they show us that I don't want them to show us beforehand. So, um, yeah, I've been going through saying on my Twitter, I'm not interested in anything to do with Marvel and blocking them, muting all of these different words and that. So, yeah, um, pretty cold into it. Exciting. exciting. Um, How about you? Unlike, unlike you both, I made no conscious effort to avoid it at all um, and yet still don't really know anything about it. So I don't know whether that okay. just means that I don't follow enough people who talk about these things. Um, I did see some uh, accent-based comments around the time of the first trailer but i thought i'm gonna leave it i'm gonna see where we go and uh and now we've seen and i have thoughts um good but yeah no i i was vaguely familiar with the character but in no more than my usual marvel generic sort of way i've seen that character around uh can't really remember why can't really remember what uh have done a bit more reading around now but yeah went into this with Absolutely no idea what what we were getting. No idea of the aesthetic. Just really strong, warm feelings for Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke. Hooray! Mm. So, just just on that first note, Oscar Isaac, Ethan Hawke. That feels like Marvel acting big guns to me. I don't know whether that's just me, and they just happen to pick two actors that I particularly like that I associate with good quality stuff, but. I mean, have they started running out of the obvious <laughs> actors who would be lined up for Marvel things, you know, in in a half-joking sort of way? Um, but also possibly not, because you've got Mahashala Ali coming on to do Blade, who is also, a you know, a, a, an actor yeah. doing stuff. And Michael B. Jordan, I think, who is renowned as being a you know, solid, pretty good actor doing actor. intense stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Tom Hiddleston, not bad at his job. No. But I wonder if, if we've had a sort of breakthrough from the idea that, that doing these things means anything, frankly, mm. at all. This is a job to have. These are stories to tell. This is acting to do. I think the difference for me is I think of them almost exclusively as movie actors, even though I have recently watched Oscar Isaac and season from marriage but you know i think of them as as movie actors and they're coming straight onto the tv mm. Mm. Uh, so it's not like they have these characters in a film first and then it's the tv program 
So I think that's why for me it feels a bit different. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it, uh, it does it, feel different. It's also the thing that these are people, you know, big name people being cast as the leads in something, whereas Tom Hiddleston, Chris Hemsworth, arguably, when they were first cast as those characters, were not big mm. names in in the way they are now. They, this mm. is the thing that has made them big names, which I will admit I prefer. And it's, I think, oh, I don't think I've said this before, but it's a particularly TV problem making all your cast big name actors. Michael Sheen and John Hamm and David Tennant, for, you know, picking a show and uh, an instance of this happening, mm. gets a lot of eyes on it because we know the audiences like to watch the people they know and they like to watch them in things. But they bring what you know they're going to bring to it. Whereas when I compare that to Game of Thrones, where arguably there were only one or two known people in that and pretty much everyone who was a big character in, in those early seasons has gone on to do big stuff and show that they are pretty good at what they do. I'm more interested in having it that way. Mm. The ensemble mm. being new people and I'm discovering them for the first time and en- enjoying it for whatever their performance brings rather than, oh, I'm watching this person I know. So is there something to be said about Marvel taking this opportunity to to give jobs to um, actors who surely don't want for jobs? Mm-hmm. Rather mm-hmm. than bringing in yeah. unknowns, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Mm. But I think here where you've got a combination of yes, we've got big name actors, but these are characters that aren't known by the majority mm, of true. people who would be watching it. I would guess, yeah, you've got to get the cells so somewhere. The, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. whereas before you know Loki and and Thor would be well vaguely known characters even beyond mm. someone who's read Marvel comics. Or... Yeah, and yeah, I, 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 I suppose, don't think yeah. I. Yeah, sorry. Go. No, I was going to say that's that's the thing, isn't it? With with Moon Knight, it's a show named after the character. The character's name doesn't really mean much to many people. Um, in and of itself, it doesn't really tell you what you're going to be watching. And you watch the first episode, and it still hasn't told you a whole lot about the show that you're watching. Yeah, you need something to keep you going, and I suppose that thing they've gone for is Oscar Isaac. Which is never. I'm sorry, that's never a bad decision. It is, it, you know what? It's an accurate choice. Like it, it is and just a fact. We get to see his face a lot. Yeah, which is yeah. rather different if you think of him in Apocalypse. And there was something else, wasn't there, where they covered up his face? I can't remember. What it, I'm sure it was something else. He's as well. great in anni- Annihilation, but mostly in the dark. Mm, true. Um, mm. I always just think of him with the cat in Lewin Davis. Oh, I've not seen that. I have not seen that. And that's, oh, no, that's mm. that's worth watching. It's good okay, in... Cool. It's got a cat. It's worth watching. A Very Serious <laughs> Year. Is that the one with Jessica Chastain? Yes. 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 Most, most Violent. Most Violent Year. Most Violent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just substituting words that yeah. sound like other words. Again, yeah. If but we're you taking, knew what I meant. <laughs> but yeah, we're talking about him in, in yeah. you know, big, serious mm. roles with serious directors and, and yeah. writers. Yeah, yeah. So, and so you know, he's then gone on and done X-Men and Star Wars and Marvel. Here we are with uh, Stephen from the gift shop, and yes, what what a what a well. I suppose we we actually start with uh, with Ethan Hawke's character, except we don't really know that for a while. Doing some um, sort of meticulous, nasty business with sugar glass and and shoes, and uh, and that's that's an opening. That's the thing you can do. Mm. That was. I think they set an intention. Yeah. What was that intention? Um, well, in, 
it was interesting because this was playing out as I was thinking to myself, hmm, that said it was 16 plus. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure we've had a 16 plus mm. before. And we have Falcon and the Winter Soldier apparently was 16 plus. Oh. Those are the only two of the, the Marvel Disney Plus shows so far. Mm. I wonder if it's still um, 16 plus. Have you seen? You have you seen? It's been censored. What is? Oh, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This is a, a not forty-five minute conversation, so we can return to this another time. But there was okay. a version of one of the episodes uploaded that had less violence and less blood, and apparently it's going that, to be corrected. That's the, that's the latest one. Mm. Like in the last oh. week or so, it's happened. Oh, that's a shame. Oh, so that's really weird. They've said it's a computer anything. error and going to be reset. Hell of oh, an error. What, what an error. Weird error, yeah. Oh, the computer <laughs> made it less violent. These computers, they can't, can't turn your back on them. Oh, the AI is just Hello. so puritan these days. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But I'm watching that, I find it quite difficult to watch. Mm. Even though it's not, um, you know, it's not bloody or anything. Mm-hmm. But it it's impactful. Mm-hmm. And my second watch actually fast forwarded that bit. <laughs> oh, oh no, I know what I know what work I know what this is, and I, yes, it's very good, and it's I think it's a great introduction to the character, but I don't have to watch it again. Thank you. I just thought it was weird that they would pick shoes that would leak. <laughs> <laughs> they were like they were like kind of leather Crocs, weren't they? Sandals. Yeah, but you know. Yeah, you might call them that. <laughs> you, you... No, the actual shape of them would okay. be like leather Crocs. <laughs> You're certainly going to leave a trail of blood with those, which is a choice. Um, Reminded me of Paul Bettany in Da Vinci Code. That sort of self-flagellation thing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of things reminded me of Paul Bettany, speaking of. Um... Isn't that just a a general state that you exist in? Well, I have now seen Paul Bettany six feet away from me without a shirt. So nice. that's fine. I, I, Can we just clarify, this was on stage. It was on stage. Was was... The <laughs> Throwing 20 pound notes at him. Well, look, I paid, okay? <laughs> I paid for the privilege and it was delightful. Could have done without the wig, but what, you know, it was, it was all... Anyway. <laughs> where was it? No. Stephen from the gift shop. Is yes. where we are. Um, Stephen Grant. Sorry, can I just... Yes. Uh, did you guys like it? Oh, we do. Are we, you want to know now? You you want to know whether or not we liked it before we talk about it, just so you know whether or not you should leave. No, but we do generally have a quick, what was your reaction to it? Yeah, that's because I was hosting, so I I switched it up a bit. Should have have, have known. Okay, cool. (laughs) No, that's fine. I'm I'm happy to do, do we like it? Should we start again? Did you like it, Laura? (laughs) Yes. Matthew, did you like it? I'm I'm into it. I'm not turning it off or turned away from it at all. I'm into it. Sounds sounds like a really unequivocal I liked it to me. Like I can't imagine being yeah. into something I didn't like. It's weird because I've seen a few people being like, It's awful, it's terrible, we shouldn't be watching this. Yeah. It's weird they're putting it out. I, I don't think it's done anything particularly to turn me off so far. And it's done stuff that's made me go, Oh, that's quite cool. Oh, I like what they're doing with that reflection thing. Oh. So Yeah. But I but imagine... I think it's hard. I think Laura, you made a comment about people have seen more than one episode and are writing that in reviews, uh, which makes me wonder if the tone changes or the style changes. Yeah, because I mean that was one of my things was one thing I wrote down is what is the tone of this show? Because <laughs> you've got, I mean, I know Marvel always mixes the a bit of comedy and action and what have mm-hmm. you, but we've got Ethan Hawke killing some woman and then the cupcake cupcake. Van Chase straight after. Kind of like, well, that's a little bit of whiplash going on there. <laughs> um, 
Um, but I'm into it. I, I think my biggest thing is um, relief, actually, because I did watch the first tra- teaser trailer with the voice and I was a bit worried. Um, and I am not worried now. No. Not so far anyway. Um, and the other thing is I'm very excited about the Egyptology. Mm-hmm. Um, long forgotten childhood love of Egyptology. To the point of going to the, the Tutankhamun exhibition in Dorchester, which yes. I really recommend. I went to that several times. I loved that. It was great, it. wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Is it still there? I went. I like, think. I 10 think. Years ago. Some. Yep. Yeah, I think so. Yes. Really, yeah. one of the best things Dorchester has to offer, and I've Absolutely. been to them all. <laughs> <laughs> and also, when I first moved to London, I went to the British Museum and walking around the corner and seeing the Rosetta Stone, and I didn't know the Rosetta Stone was there. Um. And I like actually fangirled <laughs> over. Well, it's probably a replica. It's it's not a replica. It is the stone. And, and had a little meltdown. I feel like that should be this British episode's Museum. title: fangirling the Rosetta Stone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I'm very. I, I don't remember any of the Egyptology stuff, but I, I wanted to study it at uni. That was my plan. Mm. And then I realised there weren't a lot of jobs off the back of you that. You could have been a Marvel consultant. Well, yes, it's only known. But yeah, I'm I'm very excited about getting back into all of that. So yeah, yes, um, yeah. I I really liked it. By the by, um, yeah, I thought I thought it was really interesting. I think that I have some idea of where it will go and how it will change. Um, but you know, some people have avoided seeing what this is about, and mm-hmm. I mean, that's, the nice thing is, Peg says absolutely no idea what it's about, and I asked her, and um, she was completely wrong. So. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but then that said, as as with as with any character that's been around in Marvel a while, there are a lot of different stories, a lot of different types of things, and you can, I mean, they probably said because every time I've been like, oh, I don't know where this is going to go, someone goes, it's this run of the comics, and you go, okay, well that's fine, thank you. Um, mm. But also, I I feel like there are lots of threads that they could pull um, at different points, and. I, I don't think it is an enormous spoiler to say that Moon Knight intersects with basically everyone in Marvel, which I found really? really refreshing to think about because they could do anything. He could go anywhere, be introduced for any reason. Mm. It well, like we're not going to have to sit here and talk about Mephisto for <laughs> six weeks. It's fine. <laughs> like the, we'll find out, and it could be anything, and that's really nice. I think. So, so I I found it quite refreshing to not have. Thanos mugs and graffiti and references to to other things in the MCU. Yeah. This, other than having Marvel logo at the front, doesn't feel like it exists in the same timeline yet. I suspect it will, and it's entirely possible I miss stuff. Um, but I, 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 it feels like it's something. It's trying to set up its own thing slightly more, more mm. akin to, and this is what where I probably think it is going to be is the Eternals, Black Knight, Blade. That yeah. they seem to have established so far. New phase. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think I think so. I think there are. Yeah, there are a few things I'm wondering if it might tie to, but we don't know, so it doesn't mm. matter. It doesn't matter. Mm. Certainly, it has invented its own version of Bloomsbury, where one needs to get trained from Tottenham Court Road to the British Museum. So <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. And uh, the I British know, Museum. I know people who do it. <laughs> British Museum, which comes out on Trafalgar Square. Yeah. Lovely. Great. It was nice when they moved it there, wasn't it? I yeah. thought I so. It was, I think it was a good move by the authorities. I hadn't finished my coffee at any point, so I was just thinking, I, I, it's possible I've lost my mind, but also... <laughs> <laughs> what? So um, those are nice treats. I think I've, I feel like Marvel is just 
doing this now? Like it just kind of carte blanche goes, we don't care. We know that you know where London is. Someone will point it out. This is fine. <laughs> it gives you something to talk about. If you correct London, you don't have to worry about the character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. I, I also feel like it's a show setting itself up for a second series. Or, or oh, for more than just one series. So mm. Whether that's true or not, it feels like something that is... I, I don't know what the story is coming, but that it's set in a world that could be established. And we meet other characters mm. and we see other things going on. It already feels a bit bigger than we're just telling this one individual story. Mm. I feel I feel like this is the sort of Ethan Hawke arc through which we will establish the character. Yeah, great. Yeah, one one villain for a thing, absolutely. I feel like you can't really have Ethan Hawke committed to the Marvel Universe forever, but I am just making that up. I don't know. <laughs> You've just decided. I, I just don't I don't know if he would. I suppose he made those boyhood films for like 25 years. So. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe this is so, a different thing. Abby, I derailed you. You I did! You were saying Stephen. Stephen, from the Ooh. gift shop. Mm-hmm. Sidebar for my extensive gift shop experience in the heritage sector, Stephen needed to go on visual merchandising and sort that mess out because that was not good. I think that's within character, though, is he is not committed to his. Yeah, but you wouldn't role. send him to inventory. Inventory stock take. <laughs> anyway, those those were my main corrections. Um, everyone is horrible to Stephen, aren't they? Goodness, yeah, was... I did wonder if they were pushing that a bit too hard. The second time, I thought that's quite relentless. Yeah, actually, he's. Uh, I like him. I mean, he's a bit drippy, mm-hmm. but he seems like a sweet guy. And and it's funny, the talking to himself actually didn't feel like oh, we've got an actor talking out loud to themselves because we need to know things. Mm-hmm. To me, it felt like that was actually quite a natural part of his personality that yeah. he would kind of be filling the space all the time yes. with kind of chatter. That's a um, nice way of putting it, filling the space, yeah. narrating himself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and I, yeah, I feel quite warm towards him. I don't want bad things to happen to him, and I think they're going to. <laughs> no, I, I found him quite engaging. I found the sort of setup with him um, sort of strapping himself in and, and mm. cultivating insomnia and, and all of those things. I thought it was interesting that that wasn't out and out explained. Like, it wasn't a very explainy show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I liked that, because to start with, um, I think it was the first time I watched it, I was like, okay, I get the tape, and I get in the door, and I get the strapping up his ankle and everything, but I couldn't work out where he put the sand down, because on first watch, I thought he only put it at the foot of his bed, but then on second watch, I thought, oh, it's all the way around, so it's to see if there are footprints yeah. and mm-hmm. what have you. But, you know, it was... It's a bit that kind of thing of trusting the audience, isn't it? That you'll mm. work this out. Mm. I mean, there was a bit of a discussion with his um, gold man, living statue friend. Charlie, let's call him. Um, yeah. About, you know, the whole... I, I did like the red flags about having ankle restraints. <laughs> yeah, <now>. yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Um, but yeah, I uh, I want good things for him. Um, I think he's best off without that woman who... With the whole date standing up thing. She did so, seem quite cross. Given he was clearly sounding confused, wouldn't one of your questions be, are you all right? The show lost me a little bit there, if I'm honest, <laughs> mm, because okay. Sundays are very different to Fridays. You know when it's a Sunday compared to a Friday, 
and you know sooner than 7, 8pm in the evening. I did like that the kitchen was closing early. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I was at that he's point tired. going... He's tired. Yeah, he's sleep deprived. He's not sure what's going on. I um, I suppose that's the thing. There's there's a fair amount of, of benefit of the doubt that, that you need to give. Mm. Mm. But, well, yeah, it's the I'm... same beat three times. Clearly she's not very observant anyway because she makes no comment about the fact that who we're assuming was Mark that asked her out mm-hmm. with his American accent. Mm-hmm. She makes no comment at all that when she talks to this guy again, he has a Cockney accent. Do we assume that it's Mark who asked her out, though? Because the Well, if Stephen can't remember it... No, but the, the other things people called him that were not Stephen and also not Mark. Him? What else did they call him? I've forgotten now. Was it Scott or something? Oh, Scotty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I took that just to be. Yeah, so did I. But also the fact that people couldn't remember his name. We... Yeah, but I think you'd remember him having a different accent. But that's but you're... that's what made me think. Like maybe it's not all further the same. personalities that yeah. have further accents. Oh, you accents think there might and... be further personalities? Yeah. Mm. yeah, maybe. Okay, so. Okay, we'll part that. That leads to one of my questions that I had. We, we have these sort of snap takes into John Wick moments where he suddenly becomes mm. lucid and or he becomes becomes Stephen in inverted commas and we suddenly see the aftermath of something. Are we going to go back and see this stuff that we're not seeing? At some point will we get someone else's perspective on everything, including asking the lady out and other things that go on in between Stephen? I don't know if we'll get the perspective of this episode, but I think we might well shift perspective. Yeah, I think we're going to shift so that either we have the same thing where we've got Mark and then he blacks out and then he comes to again mm. and we don't see what happens mm-hmm. to Stephen, um, which I think could be quite entertaining for one episode. Okay. But then at some stage, I think they're going to have to do it so that... So it's just linear. Ready. It'll get annoying after a while. Right. Mm. I, I think it's quite good for this one mm-hmm. because we're, we're, we're not losing anything. We clearly understand what's happened. Um, and we are then seeing it from um, Stephen's perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not too bothered about seeing what we've already seen again mm. unless there's something we're missing okay. because it seems quite clear but yeah i think i think going forward uh, it'll be interesting to see something like that and I, I am interested to see more of mark and i assume the second one will get more mark to try and balance that out i don't know um but there was part way through when stephen's uh, stephen hears mark's voice when he's like on the phone and everything and i'm like all right where's the mirror Right, there's going to be a mirror. Okay. Oh, there's a mirror. And they actually play with it because we get a number of different mirrors. And, and they don't do it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Oh, you didn't. Well done. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, they've done, they done a lot of reflection work in the build-up to that, in, in like you say, in puddles and things. Mm. And I was like, yeah. oh, Gollum, green, green Goblin thing coming up. Okay. Yeah. 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 And and I I do love the bit where we see Mark at the end, where suddenly there are no other reflections. It's just Mark. Like, mm. yeah. oh, this is nice and otherworldly. That's quite a cool way to do yeah. it. Like, they've clearly come up with a literacy of mirrors, and I thought that was really nice. You know, you've got mm. your own mirror law in something, and I think that that's... I think it's a good sign if that's a decision that you made. It'd be interesting to see if they're consistent with it, but or if it's, you know... Mm. A, director choice and not followed through on the others. I think we've got the same director for four episodes and a director pairing for two. Hmm. I did some homework. Yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. It's exciting. 
Um, One of which is Egyptian. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Which is very... Seems a sensible move. Encouraging. Yes. Uh, Mohammed Diab. Mm. Seems like a very sensible move, given yeah. the content that we are working with here. And, and the writer of this who wrote uh, The Umbrella Academy, which was very well received, whether you liked it or not, yes, also I wrote the 20, 2015 Fantastic Four film. Didn't see it. And the, Is that the fan for... Fantastic or whatever it was. The, yes, the fan, fan, for, <laughs> fan stick. Oh, yes, that's not a good film. Um, which I've not seen. And he also wrote the 2017 US adaptation of Death Note, which I really enjoyed. But I don't know Death Note, and everyone mm. who knows Death Note hates it and says it's the worst thing ever. But, but I really liked it. But I think because I was discovering the material for the first time. Interesting. So, but Interesting. well, Umbrella Academy has some cracking writing in it. Yeah. So that gives me some hope. And also, again. I thought this was pretty well written. Myself. Yeah, I think so. I, I thought for an opening episode, I mean, I thought it was fine. I particularly liked the scene with the old lady in the lift. I found that very, very entertaining. And then cut to the people on the bus. I mean, that must be your British extras, because I thought everyone did a great job. <laughs> Just behave absolutely normally, people. <laughs> yeah, no, it absolutely is. Sort of I really enjoyed to make that. sure he's not coming towards you. Yeah. And then we're not giving you attention. You and, know what yeah, you want is attention. Just some, and we're just not giving it to you. Just, this is very tiring. There was a pregnant lady stood up on the bus. Well, is, I thought that was very. <laughs> which is a choice. choice. On that bus. Well, exactly. Like, and it, and you, it doesn't tend to happen. People are generally actually very good. There, there, there are debates and there are people who aren't. They look but up. But yes. generally people I are very good. And I, I feel like the, the decision to have a pregnant lady stood up was. A choice, maybe perhaps. she's one of those pregnant ladies who's like, no, I, I'm. Maybe she's uncomfortable sit sitting down. Maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe she has back issues. Maybe she's demonstrating yes. a variety of pregnancy choices. <laughs> is you head cannon? Yes. <laughs> maybe. Now, do well, this but, is going to be a natural know. birth or a cesarean? <laughs> you know, it's going to make people think badly about British public transport. And I think people are generally actually pretty good about those things. Generally yeah. speaking, you don't all have a big chat, but. Whenever I have actually spoken to anybody, they've generally been very friendly. Exactly. And when I've need a few occasions, I have needed a seat, and they've got up. And... We'll say the thing with the guy with the backpack. The only time I wore a backpack on a bus when I was in tremendous pain, and I got bullied off the bus. So actually, actually, yeah, wow. <laughs> that was very bad. I had a very bad time. I mean, I know oh. you're not supposed to, and I wasn't doing it for fun, trust me, because <laughs> there are definitely more fun things to do than wear a backpack on a bus. Mm. But um, yeah. people were mean. Anyway, I hope they're not listening North, to this. North London? No, mm. no, here. So, mm. I know. That doesn't sound worse. Right. Yeah. Well, it was probably travelling from... Yeah, no, the north. no. I'm afraid. I'm afraid to say it's not. The area is not what it was. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, speaking speaking of the area, and I don't I don't know if if this is just me, but I thought his accent was brilliant, and I don't know if that's because I come from an area that I share with Robert Pattinson and Tom Hardy. So the fact that like I'm used to people with with accents. Frankly, I know people who sound like that and they're from here and that's fine. And honestly, you you may not enjoy it. It may sound weird. It's not unlike Paul Bettany was was the point I was going to make. But for me, that's a very regular accent and there were very few missteps. Certainly no fewer than you would get from someone with the actual accent, Matthew. There was nothing regular about the use of that accent. It drifts in and out. 
that's how accents really work. strong it, it reminded me you were saying about paul bentley it reminded me of a vision when he swallows <laughs> the chewing gum hello i'm the magician <laughs> and i'm gonna do a trick for you and now it's all egypt and stuff in it hello these are voices that people have they he are didn't say in it did he he did just did once he? yeah it was in the oh, captions okay. yeah at the beginning okay oh, really? Yeah. He said cheers a lot. I think he said cheers more than any. There was one yeah. misplaced yeah. cheers. I really liked it when he shouted at the fish lady and then said sorry in the middle of the sentence. I thought that was perfect British <laughs> scripting. I have done that in shops. <laughs> like when you're really cross, but not with you, sorry. I <laughs> <laughs> thought that was extremely accurate Britishism. But, this is one of the things I was worried about when I saw okay. the teaser trailer because we didn't, I don't think we. Oh, maybe we saw Stephen, but we didn't see him saying the words, but it was almost a voiceover of the words. Um, and it it sounded really, really dodgy. Um, just this sentence. I'm glad that I didn't used. watch that. Yeah, because when it first started, I kind of went, oh, wait a second, what are we doing? And yeah, I agree. It, it is it's a not voice an that people... you hear a lot on the TV. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But absolutely, I can't name any people I know necessarily, but... I've definitely spoken to people who have something like that accent. Yeah, I I, I think that's and I didn't that's notice it. it. Wandering. No. Okay. It's not a TV accent. That's that's definitely. I I wonder if it's the difference yeah. between when he's doing his sort of rambling bits or when he's doing the big um, Captain Jack Sparrow moments, talking to other people in a slightly manic way. And... But that's that's yeah. how accents work. You switch depending on who you're talking to. I think especially. I mean, I, I can't, I'm sure he hasn't studied it that closely, but whoever I talk to, my accent varies wildly. Okay. Compare this with the other podcast I did earlier. I'm fairly sure I'm talking quite differently. <laughs> but, but I think, yeah. I think the other thing as well is they have, they and Oscar Isaac have cr- clearly created a very identifiable character yeah. in Stephen. Yeah. There's lots of elements that, yeah. that make him very different mm-hmm. to, I think, anybody else we've seen in the, in the MCU. And so, therefore, with that, it's a bit like some with some actors. When I really know their voices, sometimes I would have trouble telling you if they're do, if they have an English accent or an American accent. Right, okay. You know, if I haven't, if I don't mm. necessarily know that they're definitely from one place or the other. And I think it's similar with this. That's just such a part of his character already, mm-hmm. along with everything else. Mm. That um, yeah. I'm I'm fine with it now. I'm, in fact, I, I'm wondering if I'm going to find it slightly weird when we get Mark. <laughs> I, I feel I feel like I'm I'm really quite actively positive about it because it really situates that character for me, and mm. and I think it really took it away from it being Oscar Isaac, who I've never heard make a sound like this, um, and and I found that very helpful. But the other thing is, we're watching a Marvel series. Stephen from the gift shop is a normal guy. And we spent pretty much the whole episode with him. And mm. I think that that's in and of itself really interesting for this show um, to to kind of be, you know, the, the superhero show, but you don't see a superhero until the final scene. Yeah. And you still don't know anything about it, even when they're there. And there's only six episodes. You spent yeah. a long time with Stephen. We, we really want to kind of hammer home certain facts about Stephen and the practicalities of this body in this space, mm-hmm. in this setup. So, yeah, I'm not sure how much more we're going to see of him. Yeah, and but... anything like this that has different characters played by the same person, they need to have this sort of potentially voice work, the physicality, 
the mm, visual yeah. of it. Yeah, so I, th- so I think he's leaning into really doing clear. that. Mm. So speaking of voices, uh, shall we talk about the voice in his head, which... Now, I did my homework. Can't read the character name because it's dark in here now because the sun's gone down. Um, but <laughs> but it's the the actor is the actor who plays Salieri in Amadeus, which brought me significant joy. Or it's, C, CW in Mythic Quest. Yeah, it's it's F. Murray Abraham, isn't it? Okay, fine. <laughs> it's one of the great... Well, I haven't seen actors. Mythic Quest. <laughs> so also, great. He's definitely a villain. If it's F. Murray Abraham, yeah. Well, yeah. he's the bad guy. He so killed Mozart. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I'm curious. Let me make my Arnold Schwarzenegger joke. Sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, the, 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 he killed he killed Mozart. So in Last Action Hero... Did Schwarzenegger play Mozart? No, in Last Action Hero, F. Murray Abraham is the film character Arnold Schwarzenegger plays partner. And when the kid okay. goes into the thing, he says, you can't trust your partner. He killed Mozart. Oh, and that's okay. how you know he's a bad guy. And it's, F. Murray Abraham is one of those actors that it's true. When it's F. Murray Abraham, he's the villain. So that's particularly interesting in this instance, I think, that that Concho is the villain. See, I didn't make the connection with Concho until I'd read some reviews. Because to start with, I was like, because there's the beaky god. It's basically what I was thinking of him as he was appearing. <laughs> and so I was then did a Googling and um Thoth is a beaky god. Yeah. Um and I thought, Ooh, so maybe this is and he's gonna be out going and gets Amit, but by the looks of it actually it's not, is it? It's Koshu. Who is that is that actually an Egyptian god or I believe it's a, a it's a one? it's a Marvel moon god. Okay. I believe. But made up for Marvel, not based on a because Amit's a real when I say real, obviously I think Marvel thread through all sorts of bits and pieces mm. on the way, um, but you know, in a Marvel sort of way. Mm. I, I feel like I don't want to say too much about things that no, no, weren't yeah, in yeah, the show because yeah, I've read quite a lot. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> no, okay. Cool. I, the the point of me making the point that I think he's going to be a villain because F. Murray Abraham is mm. I don't know. I have no clue. No. I'm reading into it based on, you know, real world knowledge yeah. and stuff. Entirely possible it could just be they got the good voiced actor to come and do it. Mm. And Anthony Hopkins wasn't available, so they got him in instead. This kind of, you know. Oh, and Anthony Hopkins has already been in the series anyway. Yes. So, yeah, yeah fine. Morgan Freeman <laughs> wasn't available, so they got F. Murray Abraham instead. Um, yeah. I think, I think that's really an interesting point to make because, because it could be, or it might not be, and mm. we don't know. Yeah. Um, that- yeah, that wasn't uh, because he seemed to be working with Mark, or Mark's working with him. That wasn't my first thought, but I suppose that also depends is Mark a goodie or not. Well, that's the interesting thing. We're seeing a lot of violence from him. Yeah, um, and we don't quite know what the thing is there. And I mean, I I don't want to be enormously spoilery, but no. having read all no 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 my point is having read all of the things. All of these things are possible. Okay. Nice. Like, that, like nice. my point is, it doesn't matter how much you know about Moon Knight, unless you specifically recognise something that means you know which run this particularly refers to. Mm. It whatever you've seen, however much you know about Moon Knight, you still don't know who is good, who is bad, what is happening, because any of the above are possible. This is, let's say, not a series that deals in absolutes um, which is at all. Interesting in itself. Yes. Cool. 
Yes, and I and I, I I sort of want to say that because otherwise it sounds like I'm just being weird about not speculating. But I think what what is really nice is as you point out, we don't know from this, and we can speculate. But mm-hmm. however much you bring to it, you still don't know. Yeah, and that's no, like clever. That. And and I wonder if that's one of the reasons, perhaps, that we're getting a series like this. When you compare it with all the other shows where everyone has been like, "Oh, this has to happen this way, and it has to join up like this." I wonder if part of the reason that we have Moon Knight and part of the reason it's being played like this is because there's so much scope for storytelling mm. and mm. fans can have a jolly old time talking about their favourite arcs and, and runs and thoughts about the characters, but it can't spoil the show. Yeah. Which is interesting. That's interesting. So, um, we've met Mark, we've met Stephen, mm. we've met Conchu in a vocal form. Just on Conchu. Uh, so, okay, I'm assuming Conchu is the beaky god. I wouldn't assume Conchu is the beaky god. Oh, that's interesting. I wouldn't assume because anything until we're told. The, the second watch, when the beaky god appears in the street, and um, Stephen's on the bus, <laughs> the first time I was kind of like, oh, 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 he's there, oh. The second watch, I'm like, he's still outside that west. That's just hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? It's just... <laughs> It's so pedestrian. Just the mundanity of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, that kind of thing happens on Tottenham Road because it's just down yes. from Forbidden Planet. It's not that Completely odd. Completely normal. Yeah, that's why no one else is uh, reacting at all. Going no. a pop. <laughs> it's, it's perfect. I thought the design of the Beaky Gob was very good, though. Mm. Yeah. Was, yeah. And, and also the, the reveal of bits of him and then suddenly the uh, the skull. And I also thought the um, the sort of museum dog chase let's say um yeah. I, I really liked the way it was filmed how little was shown mm-hmm. how much is left to the imagination yeah um I, th- I think that's it i think it really feels like a show that is leaving so much to the imagination that it's almost hard to kind of gather the facts that we have had mm. well we have one fact and that is that gus has been replaced or has grown back a fin well, that that's not a fact. That's <laughs> well, one of those two. Or he's wrong, and he always had two fins. He just didn't see one of them. One of them was tucked in or something. What, like, folded. like Nemo. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen Nemo. Why would Mark replace the fish? Do you know he's probably got limited time to do his stuff? <laughs> is it is it a real fish? Is it a fish god? Has it got a camera in it? Is it how Mark knows now what's I'm going on? Can Mark Egyptian talk to gods? the fish? Well, I mean, Stephen can talk to the fish. So I guess whether the fish can talk back. Is it because they're still setting up this animal Avengers and they need some sort of water animal <laughs> one somewhere? Oh, if Gus, if Gus turns up in <laughs> animal Avengers. I think, I think Crocodile... Oh, Al- alligator Loki, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, we'll finish him off pretty quickly. Is it just yeah. so they could do that fish in a blender? picture for the <laughs> for the poster and, and the title is that it uh, I don't, yeah. did someone do a placeholder picture forgot to, to change it sent it out <laughs> i'm curious to see if that comes back because they seem to make quite a big fuss of it for it mm. well, it was it was yeah. odd to have that third beat of kind of you were here yesterday what yeah so and, and again that felt like a well we were going to several times yeah yeah mm. Yeah, I, f- I found that strange. So, um, telephone, telephone call, his yeah. persistent caller, 
Um, I want to say Layla. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Layla and Duchamp on the phone. Yeah. All good. Um, really liked sort of many aspects of of that scene. Again, there were just there were things I liked because it, it felt like conversations that people do sort of have, and they don't necessarily have these great kind of meaningful. <laughs> tones them it's just mm. it was all just so sort of flat and weird and Stephen is so bewildered by this point mm. that um that it didn't seem to be the worst but it does suggest that assuming Layla knows Mark she doesn't know about Stephen mm. yes which is interesting so yeah we don't I don't know anything really about the condition whether it would be something he would have from a childhood or whether it's something that could happen after a traumatic event, I don't know. And I suppose this is one of the things that, that is going to come up at some point, but we'll talk about dissociative identity disorder. And the fact that, you know, they've chosen, Marvel have chosen to, or Disney have chosen to leave with this in, in the synopsis, mm. Stephen has this. Um, again, I would, I would say the comics take several different positions on this, okay. um, varying partly for um, how we talk about um, different medical conditions throughout the years mm. and partly for plot reasons and again I would say it's interesting that they have picked that to put there to head this up I don't know whether mm. that is just a way into watching the programme mm-hmm. um, or almost almost as if it were perhaps a sort of trigger warning if this isn't something you want to engage with Yeah, I, I think that would be a sensible way perhaps mm. of saying if you're not sure you want to see Marvel dealing with this in any way, maybe this is not the show for you. Because there's not really another way of doing it, I think, yeah. given no. how they act. But yeah. But I, I think, at least so far, I don't feel like they've sort of um, made fun of his condition or. I don't think it's been played for a laugh, no. Yeah, I don't think so. But also not played upon, I would say. It is the fact mm. of what we're watching. Yeah. The, the thing that did come through, I think, particularly with the whole museum chase sequence, is, is the slight implication that Stephen might not be the primary personality, the the growth personality. Yeah. He is he is a, a, a part of the condition, which would be a very interesting take on it. And so, where did you get that from? The... I think I'm not I think there was a thing of Conchu calling him a parasite, and I think there was something Mark oh, maybe yeah, yeah. said that just yeah. we we both watching it went. Oh, that's interesting. Is it possible yeah. that actually yeah, what we're watching yeah. is something that's developed as a coping thing for Mark or something yeah. because of the condition and Mark is the one that grew up from a child and developed the personalities or Yeah. yeah. That'll be interesting. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's that's very much the sense that I have as well. And you know, Mark as as he presents himself at the end is is very confident, very yeah, you know, much competent wearing the outfits mm-hmm. and everything has mm-hmm. an outfit, mm-hmm. good to go. Seemed to understand the sort of situational thing with the mirrors because that again mm. part of the interesting thing was he was pointing at that door over there behind him, which was behind him in the mirror, but then he was yeah. in the side and pointing down to it, so he knew which mirror he was in when he was doing stuff. I, I, I don't how to communicate. Yeah, I don't know whether yeah. the mirror thing is going to be it's their visual representation of his brain. Or if it's actually a fantastical, there's another world inside the mirrors where the the other personalities exist, and that's how he interprets mm. them or something. Mm. I don't, I don't know which way it's going to go. Because I don't think Stephen's mum is real. Mm-hmm. 
who he's talking to on the phone because we've only had entirely one-sided phone calls. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I agree with that. Even the second phone call, he sounds like he's leaving a voicemail. It's not as if he's mm. yeah reacting to somebody. Um, and just on time, we're kind of mm-hmm. getting there. Um, so I do have one exciting fact to share with you. Mm-hmm. Go for it. So I was looking up where we've got of all our um, other British characters, so Donna, etc. And there is something at Donna, his boss, Stephen's boss. Okay, thank you. Uh, and I did want, oh, do, are these British or have we got you know, Americans mm. playing British? Um, and there is a key fact that connects Donna, Dylan, the um, woman he was meant to have the date with, JB, the security guard, and lift lady. Go for it. They were all in doctors. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I mean, there is no British actor who has not been in doctors. That's yeah. what's it's a rule. doctors. It's on BBC One at two twenty. Lunchtime soap. It is a post a... neighbours doctors. Yeah. Okay. Thing. Not and, but, it, but it's British. One. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's casualty very... but gentle. Yes, <laughs> like it's it's, it's, a, it's a soft casualty GP version of casualty. Yeah. I was about to say it's like the GP. <laughs> no, it literally is. It is literally, it literally, <laughs> literally is. amazing. It's GP surgery and, uh, drama. It, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, as much as a soap yeah, drama. Soft in the, drama. In the yeah. yeah, in the BBC afternoon, soft, anyone yeah. can watch it. It's. I mean, it has. <laughs> but it's, should it's quite, they? Well, it's quite emotionally raw. I will say there's been... Yeah, they like, do get into it. Every so often I've sort of sat down in, in front of it or it's been on and I'm having my lunch late or something. And you can get very drawn in. Like, the performances are solid. Sometimes they have, mm. like, very accurate representations of medical situations, mm. which, as you know, is not usually my cup of tea. But they'll have really interesting things. Or, like, it's not like casualty where they're, like, there's a child and a pond and you're like, oh, well... Oh, casualty is so like... stressful. <laughs> I can't watch it. Like, but everyone ever. I mean, it's like Midsummer Murders. You know, you're watching it. Everyone mm. is there. Okay. It's it's Midsummer Murders. Fewer people GP die. Version. Mm. Yeah. No, Fewer they don't. Where, where is it? Is it set in London? <laughs> is it a GP in London? Uh, is it generic I suburbs? Know. I think, I think it, might yeah, it might be generic suburbs, suburbs okay. like Reading. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's loud. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere in Hertfordshire. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's quite possible. I'm going to look that up later. Uh, yeah, we will research properly for that. <laughs> yeah, for our doctor's podcast. But also, how great! I love the idea that someone's just like going through the doctor's casting notes. Like, we'll have them, them, them. Yeah. <laughs> I think Seraphin is clearly a a big fan of doctors and is blocking yeah. all of these people. And she's called Seraphin. Huh? Yeah. Okay. The casting director is Seraphin, isn't she? Okay. Or am I making that up? I don't know. Great yeah. name. I mean, that is that is the name to give. Up there with a the cherubim and. Yep. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> I'm loving this. I'm loving all of this. You know, it's clearly so what good. was happening was they were stuck for some extra characters so they were sat there at lunchtime with like Ooh. the sandwiches curling a bit and they were just like okay yeah. we'll just chuck BBC One on we'll have that one that one that one absolutely absolutely so I will be mm. keeping an eye out now for more mm. yes love uh, it alumni from my doctors brilliant anything else we would like to sort of to cut, discuss locate I feel like we didn't really cover the um the cupcake van chase as much as we might but honestly it was one of those things it was just so anachronous and bizarre and also if you haven't got your driving license there is no way you can drive a left hand probably not automatic van yeah on the wrong side of the road somewhere in for generic him. europe Gen- no, no, generic no, right side of the road for him what am i talking about 
I well, sometimes the right side of the road, sometimes the wrong side yeah. of the road. Depends which personality he is. That would be well confusing. if it's Stephen. <laughs> yeah, I did yeah. like the look of that road. That looks like a lot of fun to drive. I but not a cupcake fan. In whatever. Well, something with like slightly better handling. <laughs> My favourite segment of the chase, though, was when he was going backwards, you know, and it just cut him going yeah. backwards. And I just love that because that always happens now in, in these car chases well, that people have. That, that is the it. thing, you know, in, in a post John Wick world and films yes. of that ilk, they were doing that sort of action without doing that sort of action. They're giving yeah. us kind of the highlights of it and the the jokey person who's not in the action sequence, not not used to the action stuff. Mm, alongside the Dave Bautista type thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's yeah. all him. <laughs> like, yeah. Like that was quite a nice way to to carry on the, the trend. It was it was vicious when those logs came down though. Yeah, yeah very like, final destination. Really was, mm. like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all on board. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm I'm actively looking forward to the next episode. Yeah. Mm. Same. I I definitely enjoyed it. I think it's got lots of potential and I feel quite refreshed. I'm like, I'm not too invested in anything at all in particular, which is also nice. And it's not leaving us speculating about no. who's going to turn up and how is how is, is he going to link up with no. Cersei? He could link up or... with literally anyone. Yeah. I'm really hoping he doesn't in this mm, series. Absolutely agreed. Yeah, Maybe like end credit or something, mm. you know. But yeah, I really want this to just be about the story we've got here mm. and then we can link them up with whoever. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I think so. I think, you know... For those for those of us who who don't necessarily know anything about the things, I think it would be nice mm. for us to keep it that way. Um, and I want I want the gods to be gods. I don't want them to be aliens. I think I think okay. it's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, thank you for listening. Uh, we hope you have enjoyed the return of Marvelous Pod, and we will back be back next week with episode two. In the meantime, uh, you can find more from Marvelous Pod and other podcasts at Eloquent Gushing on Twitter and probably Instagram and probably some other places. And <laughs> also there's a Patreon, which is great. Isn't that nice? Matthew, where can people find you? I'm on Twitter at Matthew Vose. And Laura, where can people find you? I'm on Twitter at Laura Geeks Out. And I'm on Twitter at this AE Shaw. There's only one way to go out. Cheers. <laughs>